0: Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Uh, my next guest is uh, Sasha look Le- I'm going to try Lagon. How about that, Sasha? You tell me in a second if I'm right or not. So uh, we're talking with uh, Sasha, uh, and her website is sashatalks.com. And we're going to talk about intuitive insights and wellness coaching. Uh, Sasha Talks engages in life strategies, wellness, and professional coaching, and uh, she also offers um, intuitive insights. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So, Sasha, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Bill, for having me. And you were pretty close. It's Lagoon. So, Lagon. Uh, okay. great job on that.
0: <laughs> okay, Lagoon. Okay, got it. Sasha Lagone. So, Sasha, tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit about you.
1: Sure. I come from a business background. I have uh, two degrees, one from Boston University and another one from uh, John Sperling School of Management and University of Phoenix. So for the past 15 years, I've been working in the corporate world. And alongside, I also have another uh, parallel career path, which is spirituality, and that's where I represent intuitive insights and healing and the alternative. I would say the polar career, uh, when you align it next to corporate, and I work with um, individuals who want to make uh, personal changes in their life, so that's where self-development comes in. And when I'm dealing with businesses, I'm e- either critiquing their businesses, how they could improve them, and more a little bit like Shark Tank, what the judges do there. And at the same time, uh, I work. I'm in the business of people, so when I go in businesses, uh, more of it has to do with personnel management and organizational behavior. Uh, who, What type of talent do they need to bring in? What type of investment do they need to do? And then also at times the challenge, the challenges are when to convince the business owner that they have to let go of some old habits that aren't resonating in the marketplace in
0: 2014. And uh, And so you mentioned on your website that you... Um, realized or you started experiencing your, your gifts of, of clairvoyance uh, at about the age of five. So at a very, very early age, you realized you had a special gift.
1: Yes, I would say more so my mother picked up on it. And uh, it comes more so from my mom's side of the family. They're more in touch with spirituality and intuition. I believe intuition resides in almost all of us. It's a matter of, tapping into it, some of us have a thinner wheel between the other side and the earth realm where we're more in tune with what's resonating within us and we pay attention to it. Uh, Likewise, when people run their businesses, I always tell them you have to listen to your intuition and not always make decisions because other people are doing it in the marketplace. And that's where you have to balance your, uh, your practical side alongside the inner knowledge that you already come onto earth with. Uh, some people listen to it more so, and other people, I think, they shut it out because they think if I listen to my own thoughts, I might lead myself astray. When in fact, I feel your inner intuition could guide you along the path to success.
0: And let's let's talk about that for a moment because there's a lot of people that that are listening to us that might be starting. A new endeavor, uh, or wondering what their new endeavor is going to be. Maybe they're, they're at that stage of life where they're saying, "Okay, I'm I'm done doing my uh, job that I've been that I had to do. Now I want to do something I want to do, but I'm not sure what that is. Uh, what's the best way for them to uh, to delve into them to you know delve into themselves, if you will, and get quiet about that and, and think about that in a in a way that's going to help them."
1: I would say about a third of the clients that come my way, they're at that path where they're ready to walk away from a career and then start focusing more on themselves. And I usually tell them uh, their goal is they have an idea and they want to manifest that into a tangible reality. And usually they'll ask, do you see that happening? And I tell them there's one aspect of intuitive insights where I could guide you along, but at the same time, you have to have that inner belief system that you are ready to make that change, take that leap of faith. Because if you already have that inner belief, it makes the manifestation process much easier. Because the first thing I think a person could do is make a huge monetary investment, and they already have the resources to go about, let's say, starting a new business. And then they, they're having the doubt that maybe I shouldn't have done it. And I think if you if you're grounded in your belief system, Anything could manifest in the smoothest way possible. Of course, you're going to, need to have hurdles, but it's part of life.
0: Yeah. Well, doubts come along for the ride always. But I guess I guess uh, what I'm thinking is that probably a lot of people come to you and say, "I just don't know what I'm going to do." And and I would imagine your answer is, "You do know what you want to do. You just don't know you know what you want to do." <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense?
1: Uh, at times, they ask me with specific hobbies they have or interests, and other times they won't tell me, and then whatever comes across, I will pass it to them. And I know that about 20% of people that I've crossed paths with, they always have that desire to write a book. And I feel that about a quarter of those people that I've crossed paths with, they finally started writing their book, and now they have it out in the market. They always have an inner desire that they put on the back burner because they were being good to everyone else, While they were raising their family or uh, devoted to their career, that all of a sudden when the work loses and they have all of that time, they start thinking, Who am I? What should I be doing? Um, They need to feed that inner child, even if that inner child is within us at the age of 50 plus, because I feel 50 is the new 40 out there, and their time is working in our favor. Uh, People have to learn how to make time an ally and not treat it as their enemy. And uh, if people have the right attitude about the resources and the abundance, uh, with individuals that come in, I do help them along reach their, uh, I would say their personal goals, if they want to get an uh, endeavor started and kind of guide them along what to avoid and what to do, what works.
0: Why do you think so many people uh, never, st- I'm, I'm picturing a, a runner in a race and uh they're just waiting for somebody else to, shoot to to start the race, to shoot the gun to start the race. Uh, why do you think so many people need an outside catalyst to, to move ahead?
1: I used to be a former track runner, so I, I will say that part of it has to do with mentality, and I feel that in the business world, how people react to authority and other stimulus has changed in the past 20 years. We're living in more in a world of where people are entrepreneurs. They want to be their own boss. They don't want to. They do not want to report or answer to other people. And even though on some level we all do, I feel uh, people were trained to to have that mindset, and now they're breaking out of it. Once they see other people making earning their own living and they don't have to be in a nine to five office environment. There are many different ways of deriving happiness in your career and happiness is a choice, it's a privilege. When people start thinking it's a right, then I feel they start falling into a mold that everyone else is living and following.
0: Mhm. So there's a fear there's a fear that's built in that that they need to get over, but, so they can move forward. But sometimes they need to see an example uh, of someone else who's experiencing um, their efforts, the, the fruits of their efforts.
1: Right. I feel that uh, I, I mean I cannot speak for all of the clients that I cross paths, but some individuals have families to raise, They have mortgages to pay. They have children to put through college, and they have a more of a conservative approach. That I'm not going to go outside my comfort zone at the moment because if I fall into a hurdle or a pothole, I may be taking down my family with me. And there's a risk management factor that comes into place. And I tell people that in order to achieve anything great, you have to take a risk. There's no way, um, for example, a person could grow their business and not risk putting in some money or risk putting in some investment. In order to gain something, you always have to put something in. If not money, it has to be your trust uh your fate something has to drive you forward it's not mm-hmm. um we could just stand in one place and expect something great to come our way we have to meet it halfway and if you're waiting for the person to shoot the gun maybe the person shooting the gun won't shoot it on time and you're more dependent on other people dictating your timeline for growth and success
0: mhm yeah yeah no i get i get what you're saying and i think um uh... I, I certainly, for somebody who's raising a family and has mortgages and, and things to pay off, I certainly wouldn't advocate quitting your job to try, uh, you know, your hand at writing a book if you don't have any other means of support. But a lot of people are getting to the age where they're saying, okay, I, re- I don't really need to uh, work for money as much anymore, or maybe not as much money. Um, kids are grown and out of the house, and my my needs are less but I'm still afraid to venture off uh, off of out of employee mentality, which really employee mentality uh, has only been with us since the beginning of the industrial age. It hasn't really people haven't been employees forever. A lot of a lot of people were entrepreneurs. Um, uh, most people were entrepreneurs before uh, they became employees. Uh, we became employees as a people um, in the industrial age. So it's kind of built in, I think, for a lot of people to to try something, but yet there's that, the fear of uh, what if I fail or what if it doesn't work out? And um, I'm just wondering what your experience is as far as people saying, okay, I'm going to give it a try. um, And then what kind of uh, faith or belief system do they need to adhere to after that to come back to, to keep them strong in their decisions?
1: Uh, That's an interesting question because I know that when the mature business owners and mature employees transition to a new goal or uh, they're leaving their career path, they're very confident in what they do know that they could do well. And all of a sudden they need that pillar of confidence and support standing behind them saying that I could venture out and try something new. It's more a bit about, um, again, going out of your comfort zone and knowing that it's okay to take risks. And at the same time, if I'm, let's say, if I had 45 years of professional experience underneath my belt, I would be extremely confident in what I do, but if I want to start writing a book, I would feel that, okay, now I have to be really patient with time in order to get that endeavor started. I wouldn't produce results as fast as, let's say, for me to go into a corporation and manage a project. And that's where people have to be mindful that it's okay. We're always learning at all ages. Uh, some things are going to happen faster than others, but don't put a time frame on it. Uh, it's good to have goal setting and time frames, but sometimes people have unrealistic time frames. They they think that um, they assess their time frame based off their strengths. If I could get a project done in one week, I could probably get a book done in one month. Unless you're a professional book writer and you've been doing it for years, I'm sure you can get it done in one month. And if people don't reach their small uh, goals, then they start becoming discouraged. And that's where I have to step in and offer them a support, compassion, but also a reality check. I feel at times people react well when a third party who knows nothing about them comes in and offers them objective guidance versus Mm -hmm. uh, me going up to, uh, let's say, a girlfriend, and she would be offering me support, but in the back of my head I would say, she's a friend, of course she's going to say that. And sometimes we need someone who's more firm and objective to let us know, okay, this is what's going right, this is what needs improvement, now let's get, we're working together to reach your
0: Mm -hmm. goal. And with your um, intuitive gifts, uh, do you counsel people that you hear a lot of, uh, let's say they're telling you what they want to do and and you're saying, you know, I'm listening to you and I don't hear that that is what you want to do. Do you you find that a lot of people are at odds with themselves? Uh,
1: I do. At times, yes, I feel they're conflicted because there's so much outside chatter in the world that we live in that uh, there are so many options to choose from and sometimes they're thinking about ideas that do not resonate with their energy vibrations or it doesn't feel as when they're talking about it, they own it. Uh, when people are passionate about ideas, you could just see it in their eyes, hear it in their voice, and you know they're going to go and uh, attain it. It's a matter of how come we could look at some people and we know that. I don't question it. I know he or she's going to get what they want. And then other people, we we sense a struggle in them and that's where we kind of unravel those layers to offer them a clarity of this is what is showing before me and this is what you want. And then sometimes we try to uh, reconcile the imbalance and other times I just have to present it to them that if they went this path, this is what I'm being shown. And if you go this other path, this is what I'm shown. And sometimes the path of least resistance may not be the answer but it is something to take into consideration
0: that's fascinating that that was those were some great comments about the kind of the, when it when it's right you can tell it's right it's you know when some when something fits somebody you can tell it because you can hear it and you can feel it and uh and that's um but when it's when it's wrong um uh, Sometimes people have to make some hard decisions because sometimes they're... Well, I, I find a lot of people are stuck. Like, one example I'll give you is I've run into several people who run businesses that they inherited from their family, their fathers or mothers, and and you can tell it's it's not their passion. It was their parents' passion, and it's provided them with a nice living. But now they're getting to an age where they're saying... It was really never my passion to start this business because I didn't start it. I took it over. And now it's time to do something different because, hey, who knows how much time we have. And so a lot of people then are searching for what is that, and they need to talk with someone like yourself to to help them sort through that and and figure out what is going to fit and sort through things. So how do people get in touch with you to start learning about about talking with you and and consulting with you?
1: Uh, sure. There are various services available. People are welcome to go to SashaTalks.com or email me at Sasha at com, and I'll be glad to respond to your inquiry. I will be entertaining a few consultations at the moment, uh, and please, if you do reach out to me, please note uh, Bill Black in the message, and I'll know that those will be priority for the coming few weeks.
0: Oh, Thank you. Sasha, you also have a couple of radio radio shows going, right?
1: Yes, um, I make blog talk appearances. I try to do it annually for about a quarter or two quarters at a time where I do intuitive readings and a little bit of spiritual chatter. And then on BBS Radio, I pick a topic for each segment, and it's either about self-development, improving our health, or how to go about making professional changes. And uh, if people are curious, there's a topic, uh, I think there's been a considerable amount of topics that have been covered in the last two years.
0: That's mm-hmm. more Yeah, and uh, it, it is, your your website is fascinating, and you also, do you also uh, coach children?
1: Yes, I started out as an academic coach. Uh, this was like years and years ago, our early 90s before college and all. And uh, at one point, I also was coaching them in track. And it, it's just a great uh, experience for me because when I do have availability, I, to this day, I do tutor children on the side. Children are very unfiltered, very blunt, very honest. And I feel uh, spending time around them also keeps me real.
0: Well, just a thought, Sasha, and a lot of our listeners have children that are high school and college age, and a lot of them are are trying to figure out, they don't need to figure out exactly what they're going to do, but they're trying to figure out a path right now. And sometimes the parents just don't have the skills and their their teacher or their, excuse me, their counselor at school um, may or may not be good for that. Is that. Is it valuable for someone to have their their children talk with someone like you? I mean, do you have that happen very often?
1: Uh, Yes, actually, uh, I merged the coaching aspect and the intuitive reading from SashaTalks.com. but prior I had a separate website, and one of my primary audience was, um, I would say high school, college-age children who are transitioning into the collegiate world and they're applying to colleges, how to filter out their, uh, how to filter, make those decisions. They're going out for their first job and I'm professionally coaching them, how to go through interviews, how your resume should look like. So I also do that for, I would say, high schoolers and college-age children. It's been a while that I've gone into a uh, environment to speak to them, but they do reach out to me. They are, I would say, uh, they make up a considerable amount of my audience outside of the intuitive meetings for coaching, yes.
0: Great to know. Well, you know, uh, listeners, uh, sometimes you just need someone who can really, really listen into what you're saying and how you're saying it. And and with the amount of feeling and intuitive uh, reasoning that Sasha brings to the table, uh, she can feed back to you maybe what she's hearing that, that's... Maybe your true feelings that you've been stuffing down um, and, and really help you to make some clear uh, life decisions. So I, I encourage you to check out her website at SashaTalks.com. And is that the best, the number one best way or other ways to contact you, Sasha?
1: com, or you could leave a message at the toll-free number. Um, I am very prompt with emails, so I would highly recommend you to either go to the contact page and write to me or write through Sasha at SashaTalks.com.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's fascinating uh, work that you're doing and very important work, and uh, really happy to to meet you and hope that uh, we can touch base again some other time and go a little deeper into some of these topics.
1: Great. Thank you both for having me.
0: Thank you. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. So please stay tuned. You're listening to exitcoachradio.com, the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.